Let's go down to the holy river. Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Email from Emancipation, recorded at Battery Studios 3 in New York, uh, rather than Paisley Park, and then re-recorded later on um, at Paisley Park. Prince was apparently, um, you know, uh, it, it, it came out as part of a jam session with uh, Michelle and Deggio's cello, I don't know if that's how you say her name, um, and uh, Eric Leeds and uh, a trumpet player called Brian Lynch. Um, on the 3rd of July, 1996, they were in New York. Um, you know, Prince was rehearsing um, and he'd met Michelle a couple of times before this. And then, you know, later on in the year, when he was back home, he kind of re-recorded a little bit and, uh, you know, added some more kind of uh, instrumentation. And basically the version that we hear is the version with Prince, Brian Lynch, Eric Leeds and Kathy Dyson. Uh, there is no Michelle left on the track. Um so the track itself is 3 minutes 37, and joining me to talk about it today is Niall McGann. Hello, Niall. Hello, Darren. Um, now, in terms of a genre, I think it's quite interesting because, you know, there's a lot of songs on this third disc that have kind of like um, uh, like a dance element or like a, you know, like a some of them have like a house music element. There's like a lot of kind of like sampling and kind of very simple kind of program beats. Yeah. And that feels like kind of this song has that, but it doesn't really feel kind of like quick enough to be like a dance track or... It, it isn't like bassy enough to be like a house track, but it certainly feels like something, I guess the title kind of gives it away a little bit, but it sounds like something that is kind of very kind of heavy on kind of like computerized sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the, you know. But it struck me as actually, at least at the beginning, it struck me as a very mid-90s rap. Just that kind of, that squeaky yeah. keyboard thing. Like I would associate that with a lot of sort of mellower rap tracks from the mid-90s and even things just like, I don't know, like the end credits of like Keenan and Kel and like things on Moesha and stuff like that kind of, uh, you know, mid mid nineties sort of rap like songs. Like that's what it really, and then but the song doesn't, it doesn't stay like that though. And it's very much not a rap song. It, and then it kind of shifts up into this more soulful kind of vibe. And there's a bit yeah. very heavy and a bit of R and B and stuff, but it's, it's, a, a, you know, won't be uh, for the people listening, but like one of the tracks we recorded previously was, you know, the very religious rock ballad e sounding into the light. And I wasn't too thrilled by yeah. that. But then listen to this song straight after as one to, you know, we were going to record. And it was really like, oh, here we go. This is more back <laughs> into like, it doesn't sound like classic Prince, but it sounds like something he would, because it's instantly a bit more sensual and it's a bit more interesting <laughs> for what for lack of a better word like you it, it yeah it, it grabs your ear right off the bat as being like oh oh this sounds i'm intrigued by this just from the opening beats pretty much and i i think as well like prince is kind of singing um like not completely in a falsetto but certainly some of the lyrics are a kind of a bit breathy um and we you know when we get to the kind of the chorus you have this weird thing where he sings and don't ask me why he does www email.com mm. and the when he sings it kind of the keyboards and everything kind of imitate the, the kind of cadence of what he's singing yeah um you know so like i think it's interesting like the whole band kind of joins in with www.email.com yeah um, even in line with that though i don't know if you felt that way but and maybe i don't know maybe it even predates that but 
uh, even the, the squeaky bit of the keyboard at, at, in the intro, I got a vibe that maybe he was trying to go for the sound of dial-up. Like, you remember that, you know, that kind of thing when you try to connect to the internet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe, it's, maybe that's what he's trying to go for. But then even the idea of Prince sitting around hearing the dial-up sound seems, because you just imagine, like, oh, he had people <laughs> do that for him. But I guess yeah, at some point he would have had to be like, oh, I've heard that. I've heard the dial-up sound. Of course I have. I'm a person, aren't I? <laughs> well, I mean, of course, uh, during the, the the Simpsons episode of uh, Radioactive Man, you have a split screen of people on the internet. Oh, yeah. And, right. and in the middle of this split screen is Prince behind a computer. Yeah. <laughs> dressed in his purple rain gear with his hair kind of sticking very high. I remember when I was a um, kid, so- I didn't know who Prince was. And I saw that episode and I was like, I just, for years, I thought, yeah, some weirdo, some weird looking character they've drawn. And it only clicked together about like <laughs> 10 years later. It's like, oh, yeah, that's supposed to be Prince. Why is Prince doing that? Like, what, were they big fans of the song "Email"? And they're like, "Oh yeah, Prince obviously sits around like writing loads of emails." According to that song, he did anyway. Um. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing is that episode went out on uh, September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five. So more than a year before this song came out. Oh my god! Um, the, Prince, the Simpsons but... predicting the future again. <laughs> but Prince was quite well known for having like an, a very early online presence. Um, so like his appearance in, in, you know, in the, in the kind of, in that episode, you know, is, is, is kind of, it's not unusual because I think, you know, even at this early on, um, you know, particularly, you know, some of the Usenet groups at the time, uh, I'm almost certain there was like an alt.music.prince and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm certain that some of the people from that are still on the internet today, <laughs> um, you know, and so like the idea of Prince being on the internet was, you know, not that like, kind of. I guess to people in the know, it wasn't that unusual of an idea. And, you know, I certainly was on the internet around that time um, using Netscape. I think Netscape Navigator 2, I think, was at that, that, that particular point. Um, I certainly remember going on IMDb and kind of looking up um, all the credits for, for many different, uh, you know, kind of directors and stuff like that. And also, um, at the time, when I was, because I was, you know, just getting into Simpsons myself around this time, and I remember going on to smpp.com, and reading um, episode summaries of upcoming episodes that hadn't yet aired over here. Oh, was that were um, you? Um, did you have Sky TV? Because I remember there was that period of my childhood yes. before before yeah. we had we didn't get Sky till the early two thousands. But there was that period where The Simpsons in the UK was exclusively on Sky One, and then yes. it was like I think it was like ninety eight BBC Two got it, and it was like this huge event. That's like it's here. You finally can just watch The Simpsons <laughs> on terrestrial TV. Whereas previously we yeah. had to get like friends who had sky to tape episodes so whatever like i think radioactive man was one of the episodes that they had recorded i used to have that in a, a taped off the tv yeah, vhs i mean that that person was me i had i had literally uh, i knew uh, let's put it like this without commercials on a four-hour tape you could get 11 episodes of the simpsons <laughs> um you know and i knew that from experience because i had i had many vhs's that had 11 episodes of the simpsons <laughs> recorded on them yeah, some from do- just random seasons but occasionally i would manage to get you know, Sky would be showing them like one a day, and I would have, I would have eventually managed to be able to get like an entire season on two discs, uh, two discs, <laughs> on two VHSs. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, this was kind of the early internet era, but it is interesting that Prince sings www.email.com, mm. and also the fact that the title is email but spelled M A L E yeah. rather than. It's one, of, like, it's one of those kind of. Cl- you, you wonder if there's a meaning to that, or if Prince has just been like, I thought of this. Because mail is like the word, it's like it's two things. <laughs> it's like I've got yeah. no, I've got nothing beyond that. But you know, like email is like a, yeah, it's a mail, but it's email. 
but it's like electronic mail, but it's not mail as in post. It's in you know. <laughs> I think it, I think it's interesting because you know he starts a song particularly by singing the ooh ah ooh ah a couple, of, a couple of times, which I think is like an interesting opening. Um, but like the story he tells begins with him saying the email left so clearly upon the computer screen read like a threat that crept into her like a sex machine. Yeah. Um, wanted any woman whose first name begins with a Z. Yeah. Um, I thought that was that was very specific that he was. <laughs> yeah, and when he says begins with a Z, the kind of like there's like a horn sound that kind of follows his uh, voice as well. Um, and then he 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 talks rather than sings. From the sound of the keys, a pawn makes a move. Her reply begins. Uh, sorry, her reply brings on the groove. And then we get to the chorus: www.email.com. The king takes the pawn, and then he repeats: www.email.com. It's on. It's on. It's on. Mm. Um, because he makes on rhyme with pawn, um, <laughs> which is a bit of a, an odd rhyme. But yeah, I, I mean, like. The picture that he's painted is really odd because it's like, you know, she's she's got a computer screen open and there's an email there and it reads like a threat that crept into her like a sex machine. Uh, so I, this is I'm guessing this is a woman whose first name begins with a Z because yeah. this is what this email says. But at the same time, I'm wondering who has sent her this email and does not know that her name begins with a Z. Yeah, that's like, right. It's, it almost seems as if he's like, well, you could say the whole thing is is Prince having sort of foretelling. The concept of like uh, you know online flirtations and uh, you know yeah. the, the chat rooms and things like that, or just, or just people out there just looking, just messaging people to see if they can have a hookup and things like that. It seems very odd that someone, that this guy's particular fetish is woman's whose name, just any woman whose name begins with a Z. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very. I, I mean, I mean, I guess in in modern parlance, we would say that he has slid into her DMs. It seems like he sent an unwanted message. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as if someone would send, I don't know, like a DM to Zendaya on Twitter saying wanted any woman whose first name begins with a Z, like. <laughs> It's it seems like a really weird kind of like thing for someone just to send out. Mm. Um, Although I was like trying to think from email. I was trying to think earlier, like in '96, who like who who was famous? What what woman was famous with the the name beginning with a Z? And the only one I could come up with was Zoe Ball. And I was like, is this about Prince? <laughs> is Prince trying to like he's is, this is a story about like oh yeah, I tried to get a thing going with Zoe Ball by just like sending her a flirtatious message, and it did it did nothing happen, but I got this song out of it. <laughs> Although uh, uh, it came out, Zoe Ball came out and was like, "Oh yeah, me and Prince totally hooked up one time." I would be like, "Yeah, well there we go, email." It's, and now we found out this whole this whole time. This is like his uh, like scandalous with Kim Basinger, email with Zoe Ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I mean it's just really weird. I mean especially because in the second verse he says he couldn't wait to tell her till he got the Nella. Her love would only even the score. It seemed like her darling fella. He stole the beautiful. He stole a hell of a lot of books from a corner store. The declaration of war that followed, she never believed. Mm. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of kind of interesting ideas in there. I'm not quite sure exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of books from the corner store seems like a kind of odd thing. I guess he's trying to say that you know this woman whose name begins with a Z and who has received this unsolicited email um, has basically she's hooked up with someone who is. Um, you know, a criminal. I mean, or maybe at least he's telling her that to make, to make himself sound a little cool or something. He's like, oh, you know, this, here's what I've been up to. This is part of his. Uh, you know, we should also mention too. There's all this talk of like pawns and kings. It's kind of 
uh, you know, relating this flirtation to like a, a game of chess. So like the two, like these, you know, they're trying to, this is all a game to them of like, oh, this is all back and forth. It's a, it's very playful. I think maybe it's a, this is a suggestion that he's going for. Um, although then, maybe. as soon as it gets to that line about like until after he got the Nella, and I was like, I have no idea what that <laughs> means. <laughs> and I googled, I googled, got the Nella, and it brought up a load of results for Nella the Princess Knight, the children's TV show, but nothing beyond oh, that. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, occasionally Prince will kind of make up his own slang, <laughs> and you'll never be able to figure out what it means because essentially only Prince will probably know that, and maybe his band members. Maybe they'll they'll have an idea of what he's talking about. <laughs> um, you know, and he says in the darkest corners where widows mourn. That's where he whispered her name. He said, we can't do it here, my dear. But if I fear your tears will fall like rain. Mm. Uh, they fall like... And then he stops. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say like rain a second time. But this is a, this is another occasion of, of Prince, you know, relating rain to, um, you know, a particular emotion. Although at the same time, I don't understand where the darkest corners where widows mourn. Unless he's talking about the dark corners of the internet. But this seems like really early on to be already having dark corners in the internet that quite, you know, at this point consists of mostly people um, at universities who've been given, you know, um, university email accounts. <laughs> like, I don't know who these people are that are in the, the darkest corners where widows mourn. Yeah, the, um, the widows mourn thing is really, is like that's that, that's very specific as well. This is like a woman named Z or was name begins with Z and the darkest corner where widows mourn. It's like, oh, well, where is that? Like a church? Is it a church or is it a, just mean, like a, well, somewhere where there's a wake? Like what's it, it is? It's, it's quite like the whole the, the entire second after the first verse. Pretty much the song is 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 quite baffling. Um, yes. Although I, I mean, I I get Prince whispering. You know, whispering names is something that he's done in a few songs where he likes to whisper. He likes to get close to women and whisper. Yeah, um, I, I will note know, as well like, that like because um, the the rest of the lyrics entirely. I've noted. I went to a couple of different sites with the lyrics on it. And uh, they all have, like, um, you know, after he said, the entire rest of the song is in quotations. So he says everything, apparently, that comes after this. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, because the, the, next, the next verse, which is like, uh, because I must tell you, when I'm deep in your smell, mm, yeah. <laughs> you've got the man I want to inflict with pain. I'm running a game with my paper. I'm turning the boy to vapor. Now all I want to do the same. If you don't tattoo my name upon your train yeah uh, now, now at this point obviously prince is known as symbol so he does like to occasionally mention his name knowing that of course this what this means is he wants you to tattoo um you know the symbol somewhere on your body yeah uh, upon your train sounds i mean i guess like a train like on a dress so maybe he wants his name tattooed on her buttocks i'm not sure well the thing is that that, um, that would tie into you know admittedly this is just this is my own mind going here so i can't pl- entirely Blame Prince, but no one Prince is a sexy, sexy guy. Um, just the, the lyrics, though, the little things piecing together of like, you know, darkest corners, and then like, uh, you know, we can do it here, my dear. But I feel, uh, you know, I fear your tears will fall like rain. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's something that's going to hurt her. And then it's like, you know, I'm deep in your smell and stuff like that. I'm like, I did have a slight thing. It's like, is he talking about like butt stuff? Is this is this, is this song about <laughs> anal? Is it gone into anal sex? Is that what he's talking about? And even things, like, yeah, you know, I mean, my I name guess, I guess... if he's talking about her buttocks, that also works. It's like, yeah, maybe he is. Maybe, I, I mean, yeah, maybe this is like a, I mean, a very poetic fit, way of suggesting, 
you know, he wants a bit of backdoor yeah. action, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is is he um, uh, Troy Barnes um, <laughs> from Community asking about if there's going to be Butster? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think as well it's interesting because he says you got the man I want to inflict with pain. So whoever this person is who is, you know, a criminal that is currently hooked up with this woman who begins with a Z, it feels like Prince is like, particularly when he says, I'm, gonna, I'm turning the boy to vapor. Like that seems like things seem to have escalated very quickly in this song from sending someone an email to turning someone to vapor uh, and, I mean, you know, maybe getting into some butt stuff. Um, I mean, I, I, I would interpret that maybe as been, and at the time, actually, before you said that, I had, I was just like, this song is, is bizarre to me. But I mean, I, you could interpret that as maybe, again, if you're talking about this as a flirtatious talk amongst, you know, strangers on the internet, maybe she's put out like a, oh, I have a boyfriend thing. And now he's sort of going, oh, you've got a man I, I want to inflict with pain. I'm going to turn him into vapor. Like she, he's sort of going like, oh, your boyfriend, I'll, I'll take care of your boyfriend, all this. Maybe that's what he's going for. Like he's sort of, uh, aggr- this is him aggressively pushing the flirtation, which is you know pretty bad. But uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like one interpretation of it. Or maybe she's within the conversation. She's mentioned her boyfriend isn't that good to her or something. And he's doing like a, oh, I'll take care of this guy. Like I'm going to. I'm going to get him back for you or, or something along those lines. But yeah, I, I mean, I certainly, that certainly could kind of work. And um, I, I also think as well, like, you know, this may be the, like the conversation that's taken place here, even though obviously on, on the lyric sheets, it's in quotes. Uh, maybe these are emails between the two of them. So, you know, she's saying, you know, I've got a darling fella who's got hella books from the corner store. Mm. And, you know, he's saying you know we can do it here my dear you know and then he's he's kind of saying when i'm deep in your smell that maybe this is kind of almost maybe taking place on uh, on aim mm. um you know like maybe this is like these are each line is maybe another little message that he keeps sending mm. um you know i don't know it's it's really it's kind of odd because like you know the whole like if you don't tattoo my name upon your train it's like like the structure of this is kind of interesting because you have internal rhymes in some lines like you know name and train and then you have um you know rhymes at the end of the lines like tell and smell yeah and uh, you know paper and vapor so in terms of like the structure of the song some you know the lyrics are kind of structured quite interestingly and it's kind of like i yeah, like you say it does kind of go in some very strange places and you're like I'm not quite sure exactly what he's getting at. Mm. <laughs> like, even, what is he going to do? Like, go back to, like, the beginning of the song. Like, you have the, like, the red, like, a threat that crept into her. Like, it's like, yeah. even introducing the word threat there, particularly nowadays, that would seem like, ooh, it's, you don't want to go in that territory. But it, it's, it yeah. suggests a level of, of aggression to this this encounter. And then obviously talking about t- turning a boy to vapor later on. I don't know. It seems like it's almost like some guy, like... You could almost read like a a story about some guy just harassing a woman online, trying to get you know, <laughs> like if, if this, if, I guess, if, if, if Prince, if this could be if it was done nowadays, he could be like a verse about him sending like a dick pic or something. You know, it's but at the same time, it doesn't suit the tone of the the music. The music's quite like oh you know sexy and and you know kind of smooth and stuff. So it doesn't work. It seems to be a complete odds in that regard. So. <laughs> I think what's interesting is the fact that it's, it starts by saying the email left so clearly upon a computer screen, almost as if this woman is leaving this email on this screen with this conversation, as if to say to her, you know, darling fella, 
someone else has an interest in me and they're willing to kind of take you out of the picture so maybe you should leave mm. you know maybe it's left as a threat for whoever is reading it that is not the subject of the email but is you know someone um, who would who would also be living with that person mm. um, I mean you know I don't know because like like we say it's a bit of a strange song in terms of the the lyrics and the fact that he says www.email.com mm. which I think even in 1996 I was like that is not how this yeah. works, Prince. Unless you're re- unless you're directing me to a website, you know, then th- you, this is you know you can't call this email. I don't know, you know, going along with a train of thought though of like the idea that like, yeah, if if that were true, like oh she's left this open for her her potent, you know her boyfriend to see like oh I've got this other guy and he says he's gonna he's gonna kick the crap out of you or he's gonna take you out of the picture and stuff, and that, particularly nowadays with the. You know, the you know the the current sort of the talk on the internet. You get a lot of terms like you know toxic masculinity and whatnot been thrown around, and then so the fact that the song is called email like male, it almost kind of ties in in that way of like oh yeah this idea yeah. of this you know men fighting over or like vying for the attention of a woman and stuff like that. It's it, it is it's, it's interesting. It's it is one to dissect. Like there's a lot going on there. Yeah, you know a lot of different interpretations. Like, yeah, but it's a it's a good one anyway. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> and then you know he finishes with the chorus a couple of times. You know the king takes the pawn. It's on. It's on. It's on. And then as the song kind of winds down, we just finish with him singing it's on, um, and that's the end of the song. Mm. Um, and you know I think it's interesting because you know this this disc of emancipation. You know, it, like the first disc has a kind of clear theme uh, of you know it opens up with jam of the year, it finishes within this bed I screen. It's kind of almost about Prince partying and, you know, being his usual sexy self. Um, and then the second disc, you know, has a number of songs that are mostly aimed at Maite. Um, so Sex of the Summer, you know, One Kiss at a Time, Soul Sanctuary, a Curious Child, Joint to Joint, you know, Let's Have a Baby, uh, Friend, Lover, Sister, Mother, Wife, you know, that, the, that being the most obvious one directed at Maite. So for this song to kind of be in between Soul Sanctuary and Curious Child... <laughs> It's a really weird placement because it's like it doesn't really fit with the idea of this second disc being about Maite, mm. um, you know. And if it had said, you know, a woman whose name began with an M or something, then you might think, oh, well, this is this is Prince kind of, you know, making it clear to anyone else who would try to be with Maite that, you know, she now is his woman. He'll he'll vaporize anyone who gets too close or, you know, like. But it doesn't really fit with that because it's like, well, it feels like this is somebody else he's referring to yeah. <laughs> that he's sending emails to. And, you know, I don't know. It's just in terms of like the overall, like this feels like it should really be on the, the final disc, uh, which has a song called My Computer, mm. um, which which actually describes in the in the in the lyrics of My Computer, it describes social networking, <laughs> um, which is kind of insane considering that it was written in like 1995. Mm. Um but yes, yeah, so like email does is one of the it's one of the songs on this. I think this and Holy River. The Holy River is is was a replacement for another song, so that it kind of it, it's understandable that it kind of stands out. Mm. Um, but email is it's like one of the songs that was always on the second disc, so it's really odd because it doesn't feel like it fits with the idea of Prince and Maite, which is you know mostly what the second disc is about. <laughs> I think that's a like an amusing concept though that like. You know, princes foreseeing things like you know, uh, like you know, uh, sex chat or sex text, and you know, the, my computer's foretelling social social networking and stuff. It's like, oh, he's he's so such a genius ahead of his time. But then it's like, is there a lot of talk about sex in these songs? Because I think if you put any 
any development in you know humanity in front of Prince, he'll probably think of something sexy you could do with it. I don't know. Like he'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, you know, so I've invented a pen that writes upside down. Prince, he's like. I bet you could have sex with that. Like he'll find some way. To, like it'll it'll end up in like oh I could do a million global warming. That sounds like that'd be pretty sexy. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd somehow bring it back to been about that. So it's just like, you know, was it that he foretold these these things and he was such a genius, or is it just that like now he's so obsessed with sex that no matter what you put in front of him, he'd find some way of been like oh that's bound to lead to somebody getting some somewhere down the line. I mean, I think the interesting thing is in um, in the film Graffiti Bridge, Prince has got a um, a Mac two. Oh, um, and he's and he yeah. At, at the opening of the of that, at the opening like two or three minutes of the film, you see him on his computer using. Um, I don't think it's Cubase. I think it's 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 a music program because you can see him rearranging tracks and stuff like that. And he's got a tracker ball mm. that he's using to do all this. Um, so obviously he was into computers. I think that's that's the thing, you know. And you know he was known for kind of being on the internet and kind of a bit on the cutting edge in terms of you know the stuff that was at Paisley Park. So I, I think at this point, he's just kind of trying to get a grasp on exactly what the potential of email is, um, you know, and the fact that he changes it to E and then M-A-L-E, I think that's just him trying to kind of, you know, just, you know, if he'd have just called the song E-M-A-I-L, I don't think that would have been as interesting a title. I think calling it email makes it kind of like, you know, it's about electronic males, mm. but like as in electronic men. And I think that's maybe the kind of maybe what he's driving at with that title of kind of like this is about men on the Internet. Yeah. At, at, kind of at the birth of the Internet. <laughs> um, ine- inevitably, you know, they will, you know, men that kind of send aggressive emails are just the start of what will basically be omnipresent on the Internet from now on. Mm. Um, you know, and interestingly enough, you know, Prince in a few years time, he, he had, um, you know, at this time he had one eight hundred new funk where you could buy stuff from him over the telephone. And then in a few years' time, he had, you know, the MPG Music Club from like 2000 to I think 2006, something like that, where you could you could sign up for a monthly subscription and you would get, you know, two or three tracks a month from Prince over the Internet. So he was a pioneer in that in that way. And he won like he literally like won a Webby Award for one of his websites. And then the following year, he shut down everything to do with the websites and said that music sold digitally was evil. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> made made a, a, a certain, and then started taking everything off YouTube. Yeah. So I mean okay, that that's that just sounds like yeah, that's that that's the prince I remember from like, <laughs> I do remember <laughs> yeah. all this whole like, oh, you know, there's so stringently, you know, anti piracy and all this kind of stuff and like really protecting his yeah. rights and music and then Oh, by the way, I've just given an album away for free in the newspaper. <laughs> like, I mean, again, yeah, I suppose yeah. it doesn't detract from what he's saying. It's still he, he it's his music to give away, I guess. But it's so yeah. hard to be like, I'm, I'm, I want every penny. Out of the, you can't pirate it unless I give it away to you for free. Yeah, he. I think he was always looking for new ways to distribute stuff, and it, that started with one eight hundred new funk, and then it progressed through the MPG Music Club. And then towards the end, it, it finished with him giving away albums with concert tickets and giving albums away with, you know, magazines and newspapers. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously in his final years, he was he was one of the first artists on Tidal as well. So, you know, like he was always trying to find a different way to give his music away. And, you know, EMI had a one album deal with Emancipation. So they were doing all the distribution for this album. But ideally, Prince wanted to kind of get into the distribution business himself. You know, he wanted to be able to get music out as soon as it was recorded. Mm. You know, this song was recorded on the 3rd of July, 96. It was released on the 19th of November, 1996. 
If Prince had had his way, it would have been released on the 4th of July 1996 and everyone would have heard it the next day. With that mentality as well, though, the fact that we know from the stories that he's supposed to have had you know, entire albums locked away in the vault and stuff like that as well. So yeah. I wonder if he, if that were to, were true, like if he... Oh, it is true. So it is. It is true. His family have fought to move the vault because it was, it was, it was sent by a security company called Steel Mountain to a vault. It was. It was moved wholesale. The entire vault from, um, from Paisley Park to Los Angeles, and they argued that because it was in an earthquake zone, there was there was there was a danger of it being damaged. Mm. Um, and oh. this company are are di- currently digitizing everything that was in the vault because a lot of it obviously is on tapes that are now twenty thirty years old. Um, you know, so he, the, the vault, the vault, one hundred percent exists. <laughs> I was a bit, but just consider the fact that he locked things away in the vault. It's kind of like if he had the ability then to just record something and get it out instantly, knowing that he has a pension for locking things away as well. Would, would there not have been a lot of regret on his part? Of like, oh damn it, I should have released that album. Oh, oh it's out there now. So what, what, what can I do? You know? <laughs> Most of the stuff that's in the vault ended up there because Warner Brothers had certain um, track counts so when he wanted to release um, Sign of the Times it was initially a triple album and then they said you can't release a triple album so he released a double album so 10 tracks had to go into the vault because they could no longer be on that album and then once that double album was out Prince was not allowed to release another album for a year and so in that time he's obviously recording music you know 24-7 but he can't release it so he just kept putting it into the vault um, and <laughs> after this point, you know, you have Crystal Ball is the next album, and that is just thirty songs taken out of the vault. Yeah, and then that, that's followed by an album that Warner Brothers released called The Vault: Old Friends for Sale, and that's another ten songs just taken out yeah. of the vault. I'm looking forward to the day so, though, it'll be like like a couple of years down the line, where like you'll be you'll be finished with this podcast, and then they'll just announce, by the way, we're releasing fifty seven Prince albums that have all come from the vault, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, well, uh, back to the salt mine. <laughs> I, I have already clearly stated that I'm only I'm only covering the stuff that was released while Prince was alive. Uh, anything that gets be released back. from now you'll on, you'll be back there. <laughs> anything that gets released from now on out of the vault, I will just listen to as a fan. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna end up taking it apart on a podcast. Mm. Oh well. Um, so we'll see. But I would we'll say <laughs> out of five, I would give email. I'm gonna say uh, I think a four at least because I think the idea is quite interesting. But at the same time, it's such a puzzling song that by the end of it, even though I really enjoy the production, um, you know, and I think it's it's kind of it's a well-produced track and it's kind of got some interesting ideas and it's got a you know a catchy chorus. Uh, by the end of the song, I'm still not quite 100 percent sure exactly what he's talking about. And I think occasionally when Prince gets very opaque like this in a song, I, I, for me, it's like, well, it, like I don't have to understand every single Prince song. But I think to give it five out of five, I have to be able to kind of get a firm grasp on what he's talking about. Mm. And aside from the catchy chorus, I feel like I'm kind of lost at sea here. Yeah. Um, on this yeah, particular I, song. I think I'd give it like a, like a three. Like a, it is good, but it's not quite my my genre. It's not the song like you know the the chorus is. It's not a song I can imagine ever like popping on out of like oh yeah I'm in the mood to listen to email. It's just like it's. But, I'll actually give it points for the the opaqueness, as you put it, because I I do always do as like a fan of you know David Lynch and whatnot. I always am like, oh, it's you know been presented with this baffling thing that I it's yours to dissect and take from whatever angle. So I always appreciate something like that. And it's always a very fine line between something that's deliberately baffling or something that's just badly written. 
So it's uh, it's, it's my cross <laughs> to bear sometimes. But uh, because uh, you know, I, yeah. I have enough faith in Prince as a songwriter to believe that like he knew what he was at least he knew what he was writing about. So um, the, the, the lyrics been up for interpretation to something that I'm I, I admire about it. But it's just more the actual uh, song itself is like oh, well produced and it's well performed. And I can't really knock it in many ways. It's just not my usual type of thing. So for yeah. the, for that purpose, I'll knock it down to a three. But it's a, <laughs> a, that's entirely out of personal taste, really. Yeah, uh, Prince never performed the track live, um, and I don't know that anyone has covered it. Um, I f- I feel like the fact that like Prince has the chorus with www.email.com I feel like if someone was to cover this song like just do a straight cover today people would be like don't you understand how email works don't you understand how <laughs> websites work like it just it would just make you seem like someone who doesn't understand the internet you know after like 30 years of the internet it feels like people should really understand you know how URLs work mm. um, though you know credit to Prince for having one of the first songs to mention a URL um, you know, in 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 its fullness, uh, even if that site at the moment basically is just up for sale. So, um, you know, if I had like I don't know seventy thousand pounds, I would buy that site and just direct it to this podcast. But uh, unfortunately, I don't have that kind of money. Um, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about email. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Uh, yeah, I'll just plug the the podcast that I host, uh, Batman at eighty nine. Where we're going through the Batman films starting from 1989 up through and including Batman Robin from 1997, uh, one minute at a time. We've uh, just, well, not just, we recently finished the first film and we're gearing up uh, to start on Batman Returns, which should be st- should start airing around uh, uh, late summer or thereabouts, I'd imagine. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good time, and we're just we're we're desperate to get into that one because it's. You know, the shocking thing we found out from doing the first movie is that a lot of people really, really, really love Batman Returns. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one to get into. Uh, but yeah, so just uh, tune on into that whenever whenever you fancy. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Just under if you just Google Batman at eighty nine, whatever preferred method of getting in touch with us, or just even downloading the show. If you just type that into Google, that's it'll bring up. We're on all the major ones, so that should hopefully get you sorted. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure what you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Nun. Oh, thanks for having me, Dan. Always, always a pleasure. And otherwise, www.goodbye. Goodbye.